Hello and welcome to episode 224 of the In Squash podcast. I'm Jerry Gibson and today we have none other than the world number one, Norang Gohar. Uh, and what a great chat we have. She had a tremendous season last year, as, as we all know. Uh, she got to the final of every PSA event that uh, she played in. Uh, as a result of that, uh, she finished uh, the season number one. You can't get uh, any more consistent than that. She didn't win them all, but she certainly won her fair share, and she finished the season at number one, winning uh, the Female Player of the Year, PSA Player of the Year honors, and we have a tremendous chat. We talk about all of uh, you know her success last season, some of her uh, disappointments as well. Uh, we take a look at the ladies' game in general and uh, how she feels about the, the upcoming 2022-2023 season and also uh, just the jam-packed 2021-2022 uh, season, which just seemed to have event after event after event. And that just uh, you know goes to show uh, how, how well she played last year to have gotten to the final of every uh, tournament that she played. And under those circumstances, I mean, she must have been, you know, she prepared so well. She was physically uh, fit and ready uh, to take on that challenge. She had a bit of a, an injury at the end of uh, last season, but uh, she still uh, managed to get to the PSA, uh, the tour final uh, as well. So we talk about all of that. We also uh, get into a bit of a, a chat uh, about the, uh, the tour final uh, semifinal uh, with her match uh, in terms of her match against Tanya El Hamami. Uh, obviously, if you remember that match, it was an incredible, uh, intense battle as they, they the two of them always tend to have. Uh, and in that one, uh, unfortunately, Noran accidentally uh, hit Tanya with the ball. And as we all know, Noran. Uh, just crushes the ball uh, almost all the time. Uh, that wouldn't have uh, felt very good, but uh, she goes into uh, what happened there, how that happened, and also uh, the officiating that occurred uh, in the prior to her hitting that shot. Uh, if you remember the match, I believe she was given a no let on a back, on a, you know, she asked for a let on a ball that had come off the back wall with Hanya just a little bit off the, the tee, was given a no let. I think the player the officials are being instructed these days to uh, get players to to play through interference. Well, you don't want to be playing through that type of interference. And uh, ha uh, uh, the next uh, shot off the back wall where Nor Noran decided to play the ball, uh, that one she hit Hanya with it. And she goes into a detailed uh, explanation of what happened and how that all played out and her views on the officiating uh, in that situation and in general. So this is a really, uh, really interesting, a really forthright discussion with Noran Gohar and I know you're going to enjoy it but before we get into episode 224 I have something very exciting uh, to tell you about uh, I want to share with everyone that the In Squash podcast has a new special sponsor one that I couldn't be more excited and proud to announce given uh, their mission uh, the sponsor is Open Squash a New York based nonprofit that is dedicated to growing the game of squash by making it more accessible and affordable to everyone and bringing thousands of new people into the sport something any listener of this pod knows is near and dear to my heart we talk about it on just about every podcast in some way shape or form open squash is already is already a thriving uh, community squash center they already have one in the heart of manhattan with hundreds of members and where and where over 20 percent of its members are on some kind of income-based discount 
and Open Squash has already signed leases to build and operate two more community squash centers in New York City over the next couple of years, after which we'll have 23 courts, yes, 23 and counting. Pre-sales and marketing for those facilities will start in the coming months with the same income-based discounts. So listeners in New York City, please watch out for more information. Indeed, the passionate uh, executive director of Open Squash, Cleve Miller, will appear on this very podcast uh, by the end of September, if not before, and he can tell you lots more about Open Squash. I'm really excited about that episode, fleshing out uh, even more about Open Squash. And last but not least, Open Squash has developed close relationships with some of the top players of the squash world uh, who share Open Squash's mission, many of whom have appeared on this very podcast. Mike Way, the incredibly successful coach at Harvard, is the senior advisor to Open Squash and visits Open Squash regularly to host camps and clinics when he can. And of course, I can't fail to mention that Open Squash is sponsoring some of the top P- PSA pros, including Ali Farag, Gina Kennedy, Nathan Lake, Victor Quint, who's having an incredible start to his season, and Haley Mendez, all who are committed to the same mission of making the sport more accessible and each in their own way helping Open Squash advance their important cause. So, welcome Open Squash to the In Squash podcast family, and many thanks for your support. Hopefully this is the beginning of a long and close relationship. And again, don't forget, by the end of the month, we're going to have Cleve Miller on, the executive director of Open Squash, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm also really looking forward to this episode, episode 224, with world number one, Noran Gohar. All right. Well, it's great to have you back uh, the second time on the podcast, uh, Noran. And, uh, you know, the... uh, Last season was incredible. Uh, it was the, the first full season of squash, and uh, it was it just seemed like it was event after event after event, and you were playing pretty much all the time, which was great for us. I'm sure it was great for you for a while, but it must have uh, gotten a bit tiresome and difficult after a bit. So uh, what was that like for you last season, and uh, have you had time now? to uh, Did you have much time to put the racket down and relax this summer? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously last season uh, I would describe it as the best of uh, of my career so far. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's not only about uh, the results, but reaching every final of every single event wasn't something easy for sure. Uh, uh, not on the body, but also on the mind. Uh, you have to be always turned on and uh, yeah, it, it, it looks easier than what people think. Um, uh, especially after losing a final and you have to get back on court after a week just to play another big tournament and uh, obviously it wasn't easy at all um, uh, it was just an accumulation of matches and uh, and I think uh, I was kind of the only player who had this amount of matches uh, being the, the one who, who lasted for, for every event at the very end so uh, I was very proud of that and um, yeah, um, and being world number one and having to deal with this kind of pressure as well uh, wasn't was something that I was learning. Uh, I've been world number one before, but uh, but y- you always learn, and uh, I feel I was uh, I was being uh, very much consistent last season, which was I was very happy with it for sure. 
Extremely consistent. And uh, I mean, you, you just mentioned something there. You were a world number one before. And that was, uh, I don't, you probably don't remember, but I met you briefly in Dubai when you were there for the Super yeah. Series final. And that you, were in a, you weren't in your best place at that time, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that was sort, shortly after you were world number one. What's the difference now between that Noran and uh, the, the, the Noran I see in front of me now? Uh, I think obviously uh, the mindset and uh, uh, I've, I've, I've become a more mature person in terms of, uh, uh, of dealing with stuff and uh, understanding uh, the game uh, better, I would say, and uh, understanding myself as well, like uh, knowing what works for me, what doesn't, uh, trying to learn from, from, we always say that, that you have to learn from the, the losses, but I think I think that was the big difference. Like um, I'm I'm a very bad loser, but I had to get this aside and just um, uh, decide that okay, even if I'm gonna lose the match, I want to take the best out of it. I wanna I wanna learn from it. I wanna I wanna work on my mistakes. I wanna improve as a as a player and as a person as well. So uh, I think the mindset uh, played a huge difference. Uh, also, uh, I took off the the pressure out of myself a bit, and uh, I wanted to enjoy uh, myself as a player on court more. And uh, uh, I think I think uh, any squash player is very privileged to be a squash player because uh, we get to play a lot of tournaments, we get to play matches, we get to travel the world. So I felt like uh, I need to uh, uh, to get the best out of uh, these times that it's not gonna happen for so long. You know, like uh, a squash player. Their career, uh, they last for uh, maybe until you're 30, 35 years old. It's not forever, so it's not granted. And uh, I just wanted to m- make the best out of it. And I think when I thought about it that way, it uh, it brought up the, the best in me. And uh, I felt I was playing uh, better squash and I had better results as well. Yeah, you played amazing squash uh, throughout the whole season. And, and it's a testament to uh, your preparation, it must have been, because... As you mentioned, you played all those events and you got through to the final in all of those events. So uh, what was it in your preparation that you think allowed you to go? I mean, you, you've had injuries before, I think, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, what enabled you, do you think, to uh, play that much squash injury? Well, relatively, I, I would say all squash yeah. with a little niggle here and there, but relatively uh, injury free throughout the whole season. And the, obviously the physicality part played a huge thing. Like uh, I was really focused on getting uh, uh, back fit and uh, uh, I lost a lot of weight. Actually, I lost uh, nearly like eight to, to 10 kilos, which uh, which really helped me uh, in my movement on court. Um, also, that helped me to train uh, uh, more in intense and... Uh, uh, obviously, working uh, with Rod Norton uh, recently uh, had really uh, changed a lot in my game and uh, uh, the way I think about the game as well, more than anything else. And uh, uh, people who knows Rod, they, he, his training sessions are really intense and uh, uh, which which suit my game, my type of game. And uh, we have been uh, we have been we we really uh, uh, clicked when we started working and. Uh, it has been honestly like a, a treat to to be working with him recently. Yeah. Mm, well, that that's where you are now, right? You're in uh, Canada. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I was say, um, uh, so how's that been going? I mean, Rod, as you just mentioned, Rod's 
has a reputation, obviously for he's one of the greatest uh, to, to ever play the game, but uh, also uh, he has a reputation for pushing uh, his, his players pretty hard, having some really good yeah. sessions. So uh, how's the summer uh, or the last few weeks been uh, in that regard? Oh, it was very intense, honestly. Uh, uh, I picked up, uh, by the end of last season, I picked up a shoulder injury. So I was trying firstly to rehab this and uh, treat it. And uh, uh, by the same time, I was still like having my fitness training on. And uh, yeah, but recently uh, we've been training hard and uh, it was far from easy for sure. <laughs> Uh, what what the, I saw him doing some ghost. He did a, a ghosting uh, tutorial there on on squash skills yeah. websites. Uh, did you uh, were you participating in any of that? It, it looks like he like he was going very hard himself. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, runs, ghosting, horse sprints, uh, you name it. <laughs> Sport sprints, yeah. Those are. I mean, I don't do those anymore, but they were. <laughs> They were the most difficult part for me, especially yeah. with the beep, the beep test. Did, did you ever try that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I haven't been doing it for so long now, but it's hard. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there any other players? I know Abdullah Al-Tamimi, sometimes he uh, he shows up. and uh, Yeah, he was. And Nicole Bunyan, I think she's around. Uh, yes. Well, and, and, and recently, uh, Arwan Shurbogi was here as well. Oh great! Uh, so so some good uh, some decent. Uh, yeah, it was a good uh, group of training. Yeah, we had uh, a lot of players. Great, great. Now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, like twenty, and as you mentioned, twenty twenty one twenty two was uh, incredibly successful for you in finishing at world number one uh, and reaching the final of all the, the the events. So, looking back at all of that, like you just mentioned, uh, you must you must have been very satisfied with it uh yeah i was i was really happy it was uh, was a lot of results but uh, obviously uh, there were some disappointments uh uh by losing the world champs final and the bridge open as well uh, uh that was like uh, the disappointments of the season but as an overall season i was very happy with the performance and uh, uh the mental state and uh, the improvements i was seeing um it's just a matter of uh, uh, knowing how to adapt and uh, how to uh, because it, by the end of the season we had the biggest titles and uh, it wasn't easy uh, to keep on the same form as the beginning of the season it was a lot of matches uh, accumulating by the end uh, so yeah it's it's something that I'm learning uh, uh, being the best player in the world you have to uh, to play more matches and you have to always be ready so it's something it's it's something more that you have to do uh, compared to other players, uh, and I think that's that's why I was trying to adjust or learn. Yeah, it seems to me like I, obviously I've never been in that that position uh, <laughs> that, that you're in. But I mean, when you get to the final of every event, you win some, and then you might lose one, an important one, like For the sure. British yeah. or the World Championships, to come back in the next event. Uh, I know for me, probably I'd feel uh, slightly deflated. Uh, maybe. Very hard, but you have one. to do how, it. How, does that, uh, how did you manage to uh, mentally overcome that and get back in uh, with, the, with the new starting fresh? Yeah, it was far from easy, but you, you, you have no other option. Even by winning an event, 
it's like you don't really have the time to celebrate or or to think about it. It's like okay, on to the next one. You have to have this mindset in order to to keep the same form, to keep your ranking, to keep your your focus. You can't be really happy and you can't be really sad at the same time. You just have to keep on going and. Uh, that's what I was doing. Like uh, I have a job, I have to finish. Uh, I have to uh, to be back, to be informed, to to play every match as if nothing happened. But obviously, it's far from easy. But that's what makes a player different than others. I think. I guess that's the maturity that you spoke of earlier, right? When maybe when you were younger, you you kind of didn't really think about those things, but yeah. now you've been there and done that before uh it's something that you know it's part of your job isn't it yeah exactly yeah yeah so i guess uh you you could say like going into this season you're 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 number one so you're going to have that uh maybe you felt this way before you have that target on your back sort of so so to speak right everyone will be gunning for you uh is that something you uh, maybe think about or is that something that you don't think about and you just go out and try to to play uh, every tournament uh, the same way? Uh, I'm not really thinking about it because it's not going to make a big difference. It's just going to put extra pressure that I don't really need. Uh, If I think about it, I would think about it in a way to motivate me, but not to put pressure on myself. And uh, and the good thing about this as well is that as as I was telling you, like I didn't win every single tournament so I still have room for improvement and I still have uh, more room for for more points to gain and uh, actually that makes me more excited that if I still have this improvements that I can do and still be the best player in the world it's something that is actually exciting and uh, it doesn't really put that much of pressure on me. Yeah exactly I mean uh, that's what I was thinking in preparation for this I mean you've got you got to the final of every event. You didn't win some of them. So in those on those occasions, I mean, you must must be interesting because you you, can, you still have plenty to learn in uh, in your mind. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, despite your uh, your success, as you mentioned from last year, uh, you did have a few setbacks. Were there some that might have been more uh, sort of difficult to swallow than others, or are they all? the same yeah losses in general are not very pleasant <laughs> but uh, I would say obviously the word champs was uh, was uh, something that was uh, hard and uh, especially that we had another tournament coming up after which was uh, Aguna I think it was less than less than a week and we had to be back on court mm-hmm. so having the biggest tournament of the year and then and I, I saw like or most of the people were thinking that I was here to grab the title. So it was a bit like, like seeing my form and seeing my recent results and everything. So uh, uh, it's not like I was the defending champion or or anything, but uh, looking into my form, uh, I think I was, uh, I was the favorite to win the tournament. So um, losing this one wasn't, uh, wasn't easy, especially that it was played in Egypt. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, just remembering it uh, isn't easy at all. And uh, but I just think that's that's something that is good when I look at it now. That maybe that's gonna give me an extra push this season, knowing that I've lost the biggest title. And 
uh, for sure, I'm I'm gonna do everything I can to 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 win it. Get it back. That makes it uh, for for an exciting uh, 2022 <laughs> season, which is kind of what I want to talk about. The ladies' game is uh, is absolutely amazing. Like the, this yeah. last season, all the pretty much from the from the first round, but especially from the quarters onwards, that all the matches are extremely <laughs> exciting and entertaining. And before uh, I talk about some. Uh, some of the some of your rivals, I guess. I'm just wondering who you think in amongst the the younger players coming up. Are there are there any of uh, young players that you see coming up that are uh, that you have to watch out for? Uh, I mean, uh, when you say young, actually, uh, uh, I think there is a lot of good players uh, that are are in the mix and. Uh, Looking into like uh, someone like Georgina, who just uh, played just one season and she has achieved what she has achieved is is incredible. And uh, we've been actually competing in juniors together, so it's very nice to see her in the top ten right now. Uh, uh, who else? Like Tina as well. She has done some really good uh, results recently. Uh, Siva from Malaysia as well. Uh, she. She's a very good player. So there's a lot of really good players, but they're already in the top 20. So, I mean, any top 20 player is, is obviously a very, very good player. And uh, they're still very young and uh, they still have a lot to achieve. But I think uh, uh, I think they it's not like they, they're upcoming. They're already there. They, they, uh-huh. already, they are already in the top 20. So uh, obviously uh, anyone in the top 20 have to... Uh, uh, to be careful when you're playing and uh, and be on your to- your toes for sure. Yeah, uh, a couple of also that that sort of caught my eye at the end of the season, anyways. And I forget her name. Uh, the girl from Japan. She she started. Oh, Satomi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was really impressive there. Yeah. I hadn't really seen her play much. And uh, Jasmine uh, Hutton. She she looked like she she's kind of turning a corner as well. She she played some good squash in the events that she played in. Uh... That's very exciting for the sport in general to have very na- a lot of nationalities uh, from everywhere in the world and having very good players like that. Uh, it's something very exciting for the game right now. Yeah, I was just talking to, uh, to someone else the other day and I was looking at the men's rankings and I think it's like the first time in 10 years or so where there, there are only two Egyptians in the top five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of them is uh, Mohamed El Shabagi, but... Uh... He, he's England. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, yourself and uh, Nor uh, and uh, Hanya have had a tremendous rivalry uh, over the last couple of seasons. And um, does it get you when you when you get on court in first round, second round, third round, or against one of them? Do you flip the switch when you when you play against your rivals or do you go on the, the same with the same intensity that you would normally with any, with any player? No, I mean, it's the same intensity with every player and uh, there is no real, I wouldn't say it's when you talk about rivalry, it's like more of uh, 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 like, um, like uh, it has been there for, for so long, but I, I would say maybe I will have the rivalry with Shabini for the, for the past year because we were playing a lot of finals together. Yeah. Uh, Honey obviously is in the mix as well, but um, uh, but we, 
like I would say it's more recent. So I wouldn't call it like a rivalry because a rivalry, it has to be for a certain period of time that happened, right? So, uh, yeah, I just think with Shirvini, it's always tough. And uh, she has, we have been on tour for so long right now. And uh, uh, we always had this uh, competition between the number one and number two spot. So uh, it, it has always been intense. But I think with any player, you, you come up with the same intensity. What makes her uh, such a talented player, uh, uh, such a tough player to play against? And I was going to ask the same question of uh, Nora El Tayeb. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. out of all, uh, let, let's talk about her. Out of all the women, the ladies' players, first of all, uh, I think she probably gives everybody uh, trouble uh, more than. Oh, Tayeb. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, what, is it, what is it about her game that that creates, uh, in your mind? Uh, so it uh, makes it difficult to play against. I think obviously the fact that uh, she retrieves a lot of balls and um, the physicality part plays a huge part in, in the women's game. If uh, someone is fit, uh, it's it's a huge advantage, I think, in the women's game in general. So obviously she has this part and uh, she's a very good retriever of the ball. Uh, but also I think uh, recently after having the baby, uh, she took off all the pressure out of herself, so which made her play more freely and uh, more creative squash. She always had this, but I think uh, the pressure isn't there anymore, which is helping her to uh, uh, to enjoy her squash more. Which uh, which obviously makes you play better squash when when you're in this uh, this kind of uh, mindset. Uh, yeah, and uh, she she is one of, if not the most experienced player on tour right now. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I just find that uh, she all she gives everyone uh, trouble who yeah. who she plays, and she she yeah. goes for shots. She's always been uh, a bit of a shot maker too, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Taibo, when when she won her word, like we have like what five six years difference, so she has been a. A uh, very well-established uh, player, and I was still a junior player. So I mean, she has a lot of history and a lot of. Uh, she 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 is one of the best Egyptian female players, uh, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be an exciting uh, season when we get started. You're starting That's in right. Houston in a couple of weeks. Uh, yes, you, I guess you like Houston, do you, Norana? You you just spent <laughs> a few weeks there doing some camps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Houston Squash Club is uh, is my sponsor, and uh, okay. yeah, whenever I have time, uh, I like to uh, to go and do camps, and uh, uh, they've been uh, helping me last year uh, here in the states. So uh, yeah, I've, I've always uh, been happy to be a part of the the club for sure. Uh, how how did that all come about? Houston's kind of an interesting squash uh, venue. They're yeah, more, yeah, yeah. They're more known for American football and uh, baseball and basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jahanzeb uh, is trying to uh, to grow the sport there, so which is really good and uh, for yeah. for the sport in general. And uh, yeah, the complex is very nice, and there's a lot of courts. So I think it's good for the Houston community to have uh, such a facility for sure. Excellent. Yeah. Now, uh, now in the tour, I want uh, want to ask you about the tour finals. Uh, 
uh, most recent. And it, I mean, uh, again, another exciting uh, women's event. You got to the final of that one. Uh, in the semifinal, uh, you played uh, Hanya El Hamami, and it was one of the. I think it's a match that where everybody's still talking about it, not just for the incident that that occurred, but just for the intensity and the amazing squash that that took place. But uh, yeah. there was the incident where you you hit uh, accidentally you hit Hanya with with the ball, and that was uh, preceded by I think I could be wrong here, but uh, preceded by a, maybe a no let where you asked for a let earlier yeah. in the same situation, and you weren't given a let, uh, which obviously would cause confusion for you because you just want a safety let in that situation. So uh, just wondering how, how frustrating was it for you, the way it all play, played out? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, if you watch any of my matches for you, I don't know, I've been on PSA for 10 years now. And uh, if you watch any of my matches, I've never hit a player with the ball. <laughs> which uh, because I, I don't want someone to hit me with the ball intentionally. So as you were saying, it was completely uh, unintentional. And uh, uh, and I, I even when I was hitting the ball, I didn't really see where she was standing in, on court. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't the most uh, pleasant uh, experience for sure for both of us. But uh, sometimes referees can get in the way and they can overcomplicate stuff uh, on court. And uh, uh, obviously having a best of three match as well, uh, the point really counts. Uh, it's not like uh, a best of five match or, uh, uh, and, and, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's not the reason I'm not justifying the fact that uh, uh, someone can hit someone because it's uh, ten nine or something. But I haven't. I have been playing this game for so long, and I have never done this, and I will never do this. Uh, because if some people think uh, I've been doing this intentionally, uh, it will never happen. Uh, even even if it's a world championship ball. And uh, yeah, I mean, if the ref is giving me a no let, then I had to play it. So uh, I was trying to play the ball. And uh, I didn't really see where she was standing. And uh, unfortunately, it hit her. And uh, yeah, but I just think uh, uh, in any squash game, uh, there is uh, a percentage or there is uh, uh, our sport is still like we both share the same court. So it can happen sometimes. It's just an accident. That's what we talk about. And uh, uh, knowing me as a player, uh, I think uh, uh, I would never be this kind of player who would just hit the opponent to to get a point. Or, uh, uh, but but the ref, uh, I would say, had a bad day on that day, and uh, it happens. Uh, he's a human at the end of the day as well, and uh, uh, it wasn't easy for for any of us. But uh, it happens, and. Uh, and even in our previous match, uh, I think at Elguna, I was hit with the ball, but I didn't say anything about it because I knew uh, she wouldn't do it on purpose for sure uh, because we're top athletes and we're top class athletes before anything else and uh, manners really count. And uh, she did hit uh, the ball. Uh, she did hit the ball in me and she, she got offered a stroke, which is the rule. But I didn't talk about it because I know that it wasn't intention, uh, intentional. So, uh, 
yeah, that's that's the game, and uh, there is some pros and cons in the game, and uh, and you just have to accept it as long as you're playing it. And if I get hit with the ball, I think it's it's also because the rule states like you get a stroke if you get hit with the ball, like you you offered a, a stroke against you because you didn't clear. So uh, after I got hit, I didn't say anything because I didn't clear enough. So I thought that would be the case as well. Like uh, when you get hit with the ball, you should also think that you should be clearing the front wall uh, to give, because especially if the ref is giving me a no let, so you have to give the the other opponent the chance to hit the ball. Or you're gonna be in trouble or you're gonna you're gonna put yourself in a position where you can get hit. Yeah, it sounds so, like uh, that's, when the referee gave you the no, the first the no let, then that gave Hanya sort of the the impression that oh, I I can stand exactly. And, and uh, uh, yeah, it's not because uh, she had this intention from the beginning, but she because the ref is there to 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 make you. To, uh, to to reflect what's going on. And if he tells you that's fine, what you're doing is fine. So you're going to keep on doing it, right? So if, the ref, if, for example, a player is blocking and the ref isn't saying anything, the player is not going to change, right? He's not going to change his movement or anything because he will think that ref is okay with his movement. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in, in reality, he's blocking. So uh, I think it's the ref's role to... Uh, to uh, uh, to guide the players and to make them understand what what's going on, what's right, what's wrong, and I don't think the ref did a great job of uh, making the players understand what they should be doing on court. And uh, yeah, and the incident happened, and uh, obviously a lot of buzz on uh, on on the social media happened. But uh, I just think people, uh, as you're saying, should watch the whole match, and uh, it's not only about uh, this point and. Uh, not only about this match, actually, they they can they should be watching all matches and and then decide or criticize or say whatever they want. Uh, and as I told you, like I got hit, I could have easily just uh, videotaped this part where I got hit and say, oh, I got hit and uh, I lost the match. Uh, but but that's not true because there is another sixty points or eighty points that were played. And it's not only this point who made me lose the whole match. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, I mean, in the squash circles that that I uh, travel in, I think uh, I'd say at least half the people uh, agreed that agreed on either one side or the other, right? Uh, but um, I just think, uh, what what are your thoughts on on the officials uh, in terms of like? It just seems to me with that particular call, it's a simple safety let. It always was previously yeah. years past, but now the I think the PSA they're doing a good thing. They're trying to, you know, clear up the let rules or trying to get people to play the ball more. But in that situation off the back wall, I think you've got to be be careful and always look to to safety as opposed to playing the for ball. For sure, but for you, sure, and that's I think if their breath at the beginning would have given uh, a, a, a let then I would have definitely stopped in the next one yeah but he he made me play the ball so it's actually on his responsibility that I'm playing the ball because I'm not gonna lose a point because uh, because someone is not clearing so I have to I have to play the ball 
And um, well, I think uh, also I think like uh, in that in those moments too. Uh, um, I mean, I've I play competitive squash, and I know yeah. sometimes you you can't see you don't see everything. Yeah, right? yeah and I well, I completely yeah. didn't because the ball was was low, and uh, I was just trying to swing, and I didn't really see where she was standing. So, uh, uh, and I think she was standing really close to to the strike of the ball. Yeah, she was right in front of the, right? She was kind of like very close to me and I didn't realize that she was that close until I hit the ball, which was very unfortunate for sure. I wasn't happy with it. But uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of, as I'm telling you, it's one of those days where where everyone, uh, like the ref got it wrong and it wasn't the best day for her for sure. Uh, I wasn't happy about hitting another opponent, but... Uh, well, uh, you can watch uh, every single match I've played. I don't know. I played I've I never think, seen you hit 100 a matches, ball. and uh, yeah. I've never striked the ball like this before and uh, hit someone. And again, it was definitely unintentional. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure it was. Uh, <laughs> um, I just hope that the, the officials and what they're trying to do, they're, I think they're trying to make uh, players play the ball more, but at the same time, don't uh, sacrifice safety uh, in terms of, uh, of that. That's right, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, moving on, just uh, like 22, 2022, 2023 is right around the corner. You've got an event in a couple of weeks' time, and then you'll be right on your way. So uh, having, you know, us having talked about um, uh, your last season, uh, you had so many uh, successes, and I'm just wondering uh, what your, uh, in terms of uh, this season, uh, what are your goals? You're world number one. You got to every final uh, last season. So what what are your goals? Uh, so obviously, uh, the titles that I couldn't won last season would be on top of mind for sure. And uh, yeah, and uh, world champs as well for sure. But I want to keep the same uh, focus, the same uh, uh, mindset, and uh, just keep working hard and uh, and just focus on on what I have in hand. I, I don't really. Uh, it's it's more about. I know that if I'm well prepared and I'm in the right mindset, I uh, I, I will cause players some trouble i think <laughs> yeah i mean if you can if you keep improving Nora, and it's going to be incredible what we see uh, in 2022 23 amazing squash last season now finally uh thanks so much for your time uh Nora, but i did want to ask you this i know your uh your first wedding anniversary is fast approaching it's in uh, <laughs> And uh, I, I watched uh, some of, I think you were on a TV talk show or something recently yes. <laughs> in uh, Egypt with your husband, uh, Ziad, right? Is that his name? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was all in Arabic, so I, I couldn't really pick up much of it. But uh, I know you were talking about chores around the house and, and cooking and, and, and things, oh, like yeah. <laughs> things like that. But uh, I know in my house, uh, if I think, per, I mean, I've been married for 23 years now. I oh. think, uh, you know, we we do a decent job, is my opinion, we do a decent job of sharing the, the household chores. But if you ask my yeah. wife, I'm sure she, she might think uh, differently. <laughs> how, how does that play out in the, 
in your household? I mean, I mean, Ziad is uh, he's a very nice guy, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, um, he's a professional fencer, so he understands what, and he competed at the Olympics uh, last year, actually. And uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the best fencers in Egypt, actually. But so he he completely understands the. Uh, like my daily routine and what I need, what I don't need. So he's very understandable. Like he he does understand like uh, when I'm tired and I can't really do stuff in in, in the apartment where I can't. So he, he like I would say I do most like most part of it because he doesn't really have the time. Like he works and he trains as well. But I I I train. I just train. So I have to take care of the the house. But uh, but he's, he's very understandable and he's very supportive. Uh, yeah, about the TV show, he just made fun of my cooking skills, which oh, uh, <laughs> which I didn't really expect <laughs> to be on air. <laughs> okay, that that was supposed to be pri- that was supposed to be a private. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, it's fine. It, it was done in a in a very nice way, so that's okay. <laughs> but, well, what, yeah, is, what, is, uh, what does he? Um, uh, what what's his favorite dish of yours? Uh, to oh, then we have to ask him. I I I don't know the answer honestly. <laughs> but we were saying that my Egyptian food is not the best. Like I can cook like comfort food or like international cuisine food in in a better way. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, I've ordered uh, Egyptian food here to the office. What is it called? Caboose or caboose? Uh, the 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 pasta Which- dish. Um, uh, koshari? Koshari, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Koshari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I didn't cook koshari, actually, yet. <laughs> you should try that one. It's it's quite tasty. It doesn't look like it's too uh, challenging. Uh, no, no, it's not hard. It's it's just rice, layers of rice. It's kind of like layers of rice. So, But you have to have a lot of pots and cook every single dish by itself but and then cool. just mix it. But yeah, the thing is that I don't really have time in between sessions, as you can see. Like, I just have maybe three, four hours between the sessions and I have to get ready for the next one. So uh, so I just cook the easy, uh, quick stuff. <laughs> just order uh, online or something. Yeah, no, I don't do this <laughs> still. <laughs> well, Noran, uh, really, uh, really great uh, catching up with you. And I uh, just want to wish you uh, all the best in, in the upcoming season and with uh, with everything in your life. And uh, thanks for doing this today. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Well, many thanks to Nora and Gohar. That was absolutely fascinating, extremely uh, candid and forthright on many different topics there. And she is the world number one heading into the upcoming 2022-2023 seasons, which should be very exciting on the women's tour. Uh, obviously, you've got Noor El-Sherbini, who's going to want to get number one back. You've got Hanya uh, El-Hamami. She's the, the young upstart, and she's certainly uh, capable of getting to number one as well. She proved that last year with some incredible squash some great wins and she's right there in uh, contention for that and then you've got others uh, moving up I mean Noor uh, Altayab just won an event recently and beat uh, some very strong uh, opposition uh, in that one and she's going going to be uh, 
uh, always tough to beat. Uh, Gina Kennedy's moving up there. You've got so many others that are going to be contending in, on the women's uh, side of the game. Amanda Sobey as well. Uh, just see uh, who's going to come out of the out of the traps uh, quickly here at the beginning of the season, and will they be able to to ride that through till the end? Exciting stuff as we approach the beginning of the season. And many thanks to Noran for helping kick it kick it off on the women's side. Uh, we've got uh, Daryl Selby. Uh, he's coming on very soon. In fact, I just finished uh, speaking with him. Um, uh, he's just recently retired in August from the PSA Tour, but he managed to uh, win a, a silver medal in the Commonwealth Games men's doubles and just won a smaller uh, singles event there in England uh, on the weekend. So. Uh, he comes on to talk about his career and what he's going to be up to uh, going forward. Uh, beyond that, I hope to have on uh, Josh Taylor, the, the coach of the English uh, Junior National Team, uh, which just won the World Junior Championships. Uh, we're going to have, hopefully have Ben Ford on, coach to Gina Kennedy. So we've got uh, some great uh, episodes upcoming and many more, uh, uh, hopefully over the next uh, month or two and all the way through the season so it bodes well here on the in squash podcast really appreciate all of you for your time for listening uh hope your squash is going well uh, i've been training myself pretty hard uh, ran a very you know for me a pretty quick 5k yesterday i think it was just under 25 minutes uh, might have pulled a groin in, in doing so i got a little bit uh, excited there trying to push it and uh, but anyways i'm going to wrap that up and uh keep it going here uh how, how's your squash going, everyone? Uh, ramping up for the season uh, that's fast approaching, I hope. So anyways, everyone, everybody, take care. Uh, thanks again for listening. Drop me a message, a line, if you have any comments.